There is a space where you are all you need, where you are all you want. All there is is here. Welcome to the Source Connection, conversations about who we truly are, the possibilities of creation and the new earth we are birthing, with your hosts, Tara Long and Liz B. Welcome, everyone, to one more episode of The Source Connection. Some people call me Liz B. I'm here with my co-host, who some people call Tara Long. And let's take a moment to ground ourselves right now. Just finding a comfortable position to sit or lie down, whatever it's available to you. And instead of trying to fix something or trying to orchestrate something, let's just get curious. What am I feeling today? What am I thinking? What am I participating in energetically, emotionally? We're just going to take inventory here as we breathe long and deep. And as you breathe long and deep, I want you to activate the three chambers of the lungs. As you inhale, really expand the abdominal area, then the chest and the clavicular. And as you exhale, you do the opposite as the air, the prana comes out. So really feel the expansion of your physical body. Just really open and create space as you inhale and let it go as you exhale and just naturally contract. And as you get curious, you can ask yourself why. Whatever you're feeling or thinking, you can just continue the exploration of why am I feeling this? Or why am I thinking that?
Now I'd like for you to start letting go of the whys. And imagine in your mind's eyes that there's a big ball of golden light on top of your head. Create a vivid image. And on your next inhale, see that light start to pour into you and you have the center channel and it comes down and starts to expand up as well towards the heavens, the skies. And it continues to come down on the central channel. With each inhale and exhale, just moving more freely and coming down, coming out of your perineum area and just rooting towards the center of the earth. And keep that image alive with the inhale, it expands upward and downwardly. And with each exhale, it starts to also expand in you sideways so it starts to take on all the areas of your physical body and as it grows to the skies and to the center of the earth with the inhale Expand with the exhale to where it moves outwardly from your physical body space into your energetic field and just continues to expand. And you can grow this light as big and wide as you like, as you feel comfortable with. And in this feeling of expansion and connectivity, we're going to bring the focus of the light starting at the perineum and on your inhale, you're going to bring it up your back, top of your head. And as you exhale, it comes down the front and then it reconnects to that area in the perineum and 
perineum and just keeps inhaling up the back, exhaling down the front. Your microcosmic orbit. Still in connection with the skies and the center of the earth, with your own energetic expansion throughout the megaverses. Adding the micro, microcosmic orbit to it. Let's do one more cycle. And as you exhale, focus on that golden light in your perineum area and take a deep inhale and bring it behind your belly button. Suspend the breath here. Inside out. <clears throat> and just take a moment to integrate this expansion and this awareness. And then when you're ready, move, open your eyes, drink some water, tea, whatever you feel like you need to just come back into the space here with us. Mm. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Liz. Mm, yeah. <laughs> you bet. <laughs> I love the, uh, you know, the golden ball. It's I ever since I can remember, that's what source has always been to me is golden, mm. like a golden liquid light mm. like that's just always what has ever come to me before you know just mm. and so you know in this meditation it just it, it, I don't even have time for it to go do any of it it's just an immediate like I'm in the, <laughs> I'm in it and then it's just <laughs> then it just expands to the whole everything yeah. it feels so good to mm. like swimming in that like golden liquid light mm. it's just yeah. So luxurious. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So good. So good. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because when you when you say gold and I say gold, right? Mm. I think about the mineral sometimes mm. and how for the longest time I did not feel attracted to gold. Mm. The the you know the jewelry or whatever yeah thing. yeah and a few years ago I was like I can only wear gold <laughs> so all my yeah. silver stuff has been retired for the time being it's, it's so it's funny cool. I had that same exact transition of like never really being attracted to gold as a younger yeah. person or just in 
in my life. And then suddenly it was like, that's all, that's it. I don't want to wear any of my (laughs) funny. (laughs) And then in Chinese medicine, um, well, they used to use gold and silver needles a lot for different points. And so the silver is always to reduce something. Like if there's an excess Mm. to help reduce, whereas gold tonifies or nourishes if there's a deficiency. Like it it, amplifies? Yeah. 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 Like a tonification versus, you know. Calming it down or bringing it down or whatever. Yeah. It doesn't, it brings it, expands it, right. Makes it fuller, more. Yeah. It's interesting to just correlate to even maybe the timeline of that transition for us and how there was a moment that it was like, oh, now I need to tonify or amplify the signal, yeah. whatever the broadcast, whatever it is, right? Yeah. Through these things. Yeah. And, um, and before there was more of a suppression. Right. Or a, a, like a maybe a, a hiding, a even, hiding. Right? right. And now it's like, uh uh, I know more, nothing. <laughs> nothing to hide here nothing to hide nothing to hide we're coming out we're coming out <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> great 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 i before we started recording i was telling you that something that has been coming up for me and maybe we could talk about today is the fact that the universe is a self-organizing organism. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So rich that right there. Yeah. What does that mean? And Mm. how, what does that feel? Right. What does it look like? How do we, how do we fit in to that? Especially when we've been, conditioned to believe that we need all these systems and, and, and programs to make it organized. To control it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it, it's very reflective of, you know, I mean, I work with clients a lot and in almost every single case, there is a lot of conditioned control, right? Yeah. For most people. I mean, just we have and it just creates so much havoc in our systems that we are responsible for controlling everything in our lives it's so exhausting Exhausting. it doesn't mean it's different than responsibility but but the manipulation of it right the manipulating it and making it be something that our minds think it should be and let's also tap into the word responsibility is the ability to respond right Mm, yeah the ability to reconnect with your own value system with your own set of guidelines to be able to respond a certain way with whatever happens um i think that because again of how things have been so orchestrated in society in a way that most of us forget that we don't have to control everything, that there is an order to things. And when you start tapping into that and allowing, it makes it for a much more relaxing experience of life. It doesn't (laughs) mean that you don't have stresses or that everything, you know, just happens the way you want. It's not that, but it's an yielding 
for something to emerge and something to kind of um, guide us, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then from a place of allowing, then we can respond versus like react or, you know, try to control something. Then we can just go, Oh, okay. Yeah. There's so many subtle levels here. So many subtle, you know, like, and we're just exploring this together today. And of course, whatever resonates with you, dear listener, you know, take what, take what that does, take what does resonate. (laughs) <laughs> where you need it, you know, because everybody's going to need something different um, from this conversation. But yeah, I like that, um, that we're bringing up like control versus responsibility, because I think people fear responsibility, right? They think, oh, that means I have to, I got to be accountable, you know, someone's going to, yeah, it's just, but then, but yet yeah, control is something so innate or that we're taught. Like you must figure it out yourself, you know, everything versus like, what is the mystery beyond us? That is just, that's here for us. That actually holds us up as we walk through the world. Also, you know, that's another layer of it. Right. Right. Then it, you think about the systems, because as you were saying, like, oh, sometimes people fear responsibility. Also, if we look back at how, most people, not to say all, but most people are raised in the traditional kind of way of being. From a very young age, you go to an institution that starts to strip you from your own ability to even connect with yourself to where you have potty breaks. Like you don't get to decide when you go. That's right. We tell you when you go. Yeah. Right. There is an authoritative. Like even over figure. your body. Yep. There's an authoritative figure that tells you what things are and what how the world operates and from a very young age you start to look out and think that somebody else holds the key for whatever the mystery is of life right how should i behave oh wait how should i eat what should i eat there's always something telling you yes. how you should do those things and and also this idea that Somehow these people, that being our parents or our teachers or, you know, coaches, whatever thing in that growing up, no more or no better. And then there's a complete disconnection, right? Because you start to just just disconnect to be able to kind of walk in the world. And not, not everybody had a parent who said, I'm sorry, I don't know. Let's figure this out. There's a lot of, well, because I said so. Well, that's what I, you know. And then Why? Like, oh, just because okay. I said. Just because yeah. I said so. Because I'm the adult. The adult. Right. The child. It's like, wow. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I, I want to yeah. tell a quick little story that will highlight that. Um, I was in first grade and I had to, we had potty breaks, right? You view potty, like whatever, this time, this time. Okay. And then if you have to go any, any other time than that, sorry, you're not going to get to go, right? Well, yeah. you're a little kid. Your bladder is not, you know, it's not like a, and as an adult now where we can hold it or we can, right? You're still, you're still um, learning that. Learning that. You're still learning how to do that. Your body is still trying to figure out how to do that. Anyway, so I was in for how old are we in first grade? I guess we're like six, six. or something. Yeah. 
anyway, so I remember I had my little jean skirt on and whatever, and it was reading time. And my teacher, Mrs. Well, Sarah, Mrs. Miller, she was a hard ass. I mean, she was no, she did not take shit from anything or anyone. Her kids were all like, it's like soldiers, right? And I really had to pee. And it was right after, you know, it was during, she was doing reading group and we were all supposed to be working. And so I put my hand up because you had to raise your hand to go to the bathroom. And I kept it up. Oh, my hand was getting sore. I switched hand, I switched arms. I kept putting, mm-hmm. I mean, probably five minutes of just, and she wouldn't look at me. She would not because mm-hmm. we were already supposed to have gone before reading group. So what did I do? I sat there and I peed my pants because I had to go so bad. And I, and then of course I got in trouble for doing that. Of course. And then my mom was called and she had to come and bring me another skirt. And this boy that I liked was sitting next to me. His name was Rob. I can still see him today. And he was like, what happened? What what happened? And I was so embarrassed. I mean, it was just... Mm. Anyway, I say, I say all this to say, it's like that conditioning right there. You're in trouble. You did something wrong. You can't trust your body. You can't trust your, you can't trust your teacher because your teacher doesn't have your back. Your teacher has the back of the rules that she has set out. Right. Mm. Oh my gosh. Anyway, I just, I will never forget that. And then I don't think I ever peed my pants again because (laughs) Mm. terrified. Oh man. Wow, the layers of shame, of disconnect, of conditioning, of punishment. Um, So just that, if we just take that instance and we think about the fact that at that point right there, at some level, there was a message that you couldn't trust your body. Yeah. Right. Either we like that message or not. Yeah. I can't trust it. It got me in trouble. It got, yeah. I had to pee and I peed. And then. And, and, and that's just one little instance in the lifetime of us growing up in that system that just continues to just detach us from ourselves right and it just continues to pull um us yeah like there's almost i don't know a way to say but it's almost away from ourselves yeah right it pulls us away and then and then and then it's almost like Instead of them being connected and like, okay, I can trust myself. I can trust the people who are supposed to be watching after me because they care about me. Yes. Um, then it's like, well, fuck you. Like you don't give it. You obviously do. You know, it's even if I consciously there's so many know yes. that subconsciously it's like, you know, and then there's even more of an opportunity to start acting out because it's like, well, who cares? You know? Mm. I didn't, I was always a really good quote, I'm using air quotes, good girl, you know, cause I had the fear of all kinds of things in me when I was a kid, including yeah. my dad and you know, yeah. God and you know, all mm-hmm. these things. Um, but really the lesson there was fear. The lesson was do what you're told. Um, fear. No matter what it costs. No matter, no matter what it, no matter how you feel about it, no matter what, your body says or your intuition doesn't matter do what you're told 
and right. you can't trust the people who are watching after you. Right. Yeah. yeah. So and that starts so young. Starts so young. So young. And um, also when one is able to look at the history of compulsory schooling and where it came from, I highly recommend, and we'll link this up, if you're not familiar with John Taylor Ghetto, he's an author and he talks about the history of schooling and he's a big um, advocate for unschooling, homeschooling. Yeah. And he historically backs it up. Yeah. And that's a whole nother conversation in and of itself. Right. But as we talk about our own realizations about the systems we also start to realize that we always have choice Mm -hmm. even when you're told you don't have choice we see that playing out with the abortion thing right now and it's just really let me find the right word really disheartening to see people begging their slave masters for the authority over their bodies yes and to think that that a, a body of government has any authority in telling you what you do or not. Yeah. And it's just really fascinating to witness that at some construct, we're still at that level that people yeah. think that they need to yeah. um, ask permission. Permission, yeah. Yeah, that is the thing that struck me, I think, the most, you know, with this latest um, distraction, (laughs) right? (laughs) Roe v. Wade, it's like, uh, whatever one's opinion is on it, you know, we don't need to get into that. um, Or we can, you know, whatever. But it's, yeah, it's that some person, some guy in a robe sitting on a thing can be like, you can, I can't whoa like that's how far that's how far gone most of society really is sadly right it's like well what are the other possibilities here if i really want to choose that or feel like i need that mm. what else is possible really it's endless you know when we start and we're not just looking to one system anyway like the western medical system that's right. just one system that's one way that I get, we've been conditioned to believe it's the only way, yeah. um, but it surely is not. And but and when yeah, you, when you talk about the guy with the robe, listen, kids, <laughs> that's just a costume. Somebody putting a costume on does yeah. not give them any authority or jurisdiction over you. over you as long as you know that. Because the thing is, most people don't know that. And they choose to be in ignorance, which is to ignore the fact that you are a supreme being, you have your own God-given rights, and somebody putting a costume on, whatever that costume is, it's a role. Yeah. Yeah. Whether, no matter how much education, what title they have, it is a man or a woman playing XYZ, playing a judge. It is a man or a woman playing a cop. whatever and so so when you understand society at that level it's like a veil is lifted and then you ask okay what's behind this veil and who am i so there's different 
um, I think, nuances to this. Who am I? Because we can talk about who am I in the spiritual sense of this infinite being, of this infinite energetic imprint, right? Energy never gets destroyed. It gets transformed. And so there is also the question of who am I in this societal construct? Yeah. And who am I, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so I think that the broadcast here in the signal is for us to remember that we can always go a deeper layer into everything that we're looking. And when we start stripping the costumes and we start stripping the titles and we start stripping all these things that have been put on by these ideas, you get to question everything. Is that true? Is that right? Should that be like that? Are there other ways that we can do that? And so, as you said, the possibilities are endless in life really becomes so rich it's it's rich and we just get to find Mm. that richness right because we're just taking away all of the distractions all of the foolishness that we've been conditioned to and there's a a, there's a richness is the word Mm. that keeps coming back to it there's a depth that's really yummy and exciting to explore Mm. that i just had the image of or the visualization of like the richness of um, going off the board. And what I mean is like, you know, if you could say that the systems have been created to be like a board game, right. And we're all mm-hmm. like, Oh, I got to do this. And these are the rules. And then right. you're like, man, I don't even need to be on this board anymore. <laughs> I can, like I'm out of here, you know, screw monopoly or whatever it is. You think you're playing yeah. like, you're not going to take all my, all my houses and all my money because you rolled the dice, you know? And so <laughs> just being off board is like, Oh, because then everything's unknown again. It's it's not just everything that that you're told, and you know it has to be a certain way. And, and the richness comes from for me that excitement of mm-hmm. like, oh, that because everything is possible. Well, what is possible for me yes. right now? Like, what feels good? What feels and it and really, and I I say this all the time, and I really do believe it that you can't screw it up. I just don't think you can screw it up. I mean, you could maybe take a turn. You're like, no, that doesn't feel aligned, but that's meant. And then you go, do you pivot? You do something else, right? People also, along with the systems and structures that have been created for us to, you know, get in the board game with, it's also the idea that it's permanent, right? right? That I make a choice and that's that's it. it. And I can't ever change my mind or even if I'm 65 years old and I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. Yes, you can. If you are alive and breathing, you have a choice. It doesn't matter your age. It doesn't matter what your circumstances are. You have the authority to make your own choice. And And here's the thing. It's not always easy. Easy and right are many times don't fall in the same category, but that's okay. You know, because that's what, that's what the richness is. That's the richness yeah. part. Yes. <laughs> the, ri- the richness of wonder. Yes. And in, in becoming curious and becoming childlike again and just allow, there's an allowance. Mm. Yeah. That just, ooh. Well, so what? Now what? If I don't do that, what? Yeah. And I think some of <laughs> us come come with a little bit more of that, like, Yes. That spark of just like, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, okay, <laughs> okay, let's see, oh well, let's see. Yeah. And when I think we really look in a more simplistic way, you know, of just when I say, well, I believe the universe is self-organizing organism, and people say, Oh, 
okay, but well, we need rules and we need government and we need, you know, <laughs> yeah. authority figures and we need this and we need that. And even that, do we? Do we yeah. really? Or have we been conditioned to believe that yeah. we don't know how to self-organize and we yeah. need this external, you know, mommy and daddy to tell us everything? So I think that's also part of the maturing in the process of becoming yes. emotionally yes. Um, rich and just like, oh, okay. And then to look at the simplicity of do no harm. Yes, just do no harm and do to others what you would like done to you. And so it makes things so much more simple. It's so simple. Oh my gosh. Yeah. This idea that, you know, when people say that, that's the argument a lot of like, well, we don't really, you know, we don't need government. We don't need these large governing systems to tell everybody what to do. Well, if we didn't have that, people would just be wild banshees. They'd just go looting the stores. There'd be speeding like maniac, you know, like all of the, like people really think the worst of people because they think that we'd just be in mayhem like immediately. Right. Um, was it, I don't know who posted some study about speeding where they took, yes, there I've was, that too. yeah, yeah. Like they, there was no speed limit in a certain some place in the world. I don't know if it was an experiment or they just never had speed limits there, but the study showed that nobody was dangerous and, and went too fast or too slow or whatever people self-regulated and have, we ha- we do have common sense folks <laughs> we know if we're going too fast or go- you know like uh, metaphorically and you know literally mm-hmm. so it's the self-trust and of course you're gonna have the yahoos that are gonna do the things but hey they do it now these right. systems and rules and structures don't keep the people who you know, or do those things from doing those things for the most part. Yeah. There's the self-preservation, preservating instinct when you talk about the speeding and all of that. Now, yeah, it is also important to touch on that the systems, when we, we think about the people who are, it's like people talk about laws for like gun laws and all of that, mm-hmm. right? I mm-hmm. come from a third world country. Do you think that <laughs> crooks and thieves like follow the rules and the laws. Right. No. Yeah. No. Okay. Take, you know, take the fantasy out of your head and just look at yeah. things like very, in a very realistic kind of like matter of fact way they don't. <laughs> and so I think that also with that kind of responsibility, we need also self education. And what do I mean by that? It's getting curious about yourself. It's getting, it's finding you to be the most exciting book for you to read throughout your life. Why do I do this? Why do I operate like this? What are the triggers? How was I raised that maybe influenced and impacted my behavior? And so, again, it's nothing outside of yourself that's going to dictate how you relate with yourself unless you allow for it, which is totally, you know, what we see going on. And getting curious about yourself and like exploring all of these avenues that we have and pathways of how we operate and why do we get triggered by certain certain things yeah. and all that and learning yourself to then learn how to self-regulate, to learn to forgive yourself, to learn to move through the trauma, to, you know, connect with people who are on that path. Think about, I oftentimes have said this, especially when everyone was looting out in 2020 and the riots and just all of that. And I'd Mm -hmm. say, can you imagine what it would be like if everyone gathered that energy that they were feeling at that moment and they all went home and meditated? Mm -hmm. How do I use this momentum 
for my own expansion, right? Instead of thinking that I need to do something. But then it's such a conversation of like layers and layers of trauma conditioning systems. And there's, and I get, it's not as like, um, matter of fact, but just thinking about the possibilities of that, right. To think, okay, the only way, and then we go back to Peterson saying, clean your own room. I mean, this is your room. This is your being. How do you learn how to navigate where you're not getting triggered by everything that's said, that you're not responding from your wounds? Yeah. Yeah. And so all of that process. And then if we could, you know, slowly person by person, so it's not like this big thing where, you know, somebody does something and, oh my God, now it's everyone taking the responsibility. Yeah, that you have, that I have, that everyone has, and really turning inwardly to then be able to process all that and then come to society, come to others, come to the systems, whatever they are, yeah. and have that kind of self-authority, have that kind of self-preservation um, instinct to where, where you, when you want to preserve your own life, you don't want to harm another life. So there is a devaluation of life, right, that we see just oh, yeah. everywhere. Right. People are just kind of, you know, not really valuing themselves and their gifts and all of that because we haven't been taught how to even know what they are. We've been taught to numb things out and to move away from discomfort and just all of that. Yeah. And so there's so many things. But at the root, I believe that the universe is Mm self-organizing. I have no other. I don't have a reason to to doubt that. Yeah, and I think we've both experienced that time and time again in our own lives. I know I have, where mm-hmm. you just completely surrender and let go of all your ideas of how things should be going. And then suddenly it's like, whoa, like I am really held and mm-hmm. carried. And not because I'm passive and I'm not doing anything, because no. surrendering Oof. is not a passive activity. <laughs> it is like the opposite of a passive activity, right? As we know it's one of the most challenging things for us to do is just to let go and, and trust that the mystery of life, universe, God, source really does have our back and really is operating for all of us. Even if something that we think something happens that we might think is bad or, you know, didn't go the way we want. I bet if we all looked back on those things, we could go, Oh, but then this came, this happened. And then this, you know, so it's just that trusting, allowing, and imagine if, if, I mean, this is radical, if everybody, okay, we're cleaning our own rooms, we're doing our thing, and we spent a significant amount of time without any input from the outside world, mm-hmm. without any knowledge of like, what's going on, and I mean, we know most of the news is, you know, BS anyway, but we really weren't, we really didn't know, we really didn't mm-hmm go, ooh, what's happening over in yada, 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 and here and there, and with all the mandates and lot, we just completely, which I know I don't look as much at that stuff, um, but what would that be like if it was just you and your world for what, you know, and all those things, they just weren't happening because you didn't look on a, you know, social media and see it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. I have a... Um... A little meme I like, and oftentimes is my profile picture, I think, in some some places. But 
some person get a woman getting out of bed and she's kind of stretching and it goes, Oh, I love the feeling of the un- waking up to the universe conspiring in my favor. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, that's it. The baseline, right? Instead of feeling, and I think then we're going to touch into the victimization. Instead of feeling like a victim of your circumstances, what if you, everything that has happened to you were stepping stones to more awareness, to more presence, to more richness in your life? How do we turn that around? It's perspective because the, yeah. the circumstance could be the same. What happened is the same, what, how, how things took place, how others treated you, whatever that is. But how is that an opportunity? How is that, you know, yeah. like a, a slingshot to growth and all that? And when you talked about surrender, it made me think of my next book that's in the queue for me to read when I'm done with what I'm reading now, which I'm reading a novel that I'm like mm. living vicariously through the character. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And then, Tell me about yeah, it's, um, it's a romance. It's called, it ends with us. Ooh. And, um, put that here too. Then I'm reading about the Enneagram, which is, you know, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. the, kind of like how some people have mapped different kinds of personas in the world and what is the, what's your type and what's the richness of that type, right? Beyond the personality. Because that the personality is just what's on the surface, the surface but what's yeah. deep down, which has been a really beautiful self-exploration mm-hmm. process. But the book that's on the queue for me to read, it's called The Surrender Experiment, Experiment, Experiment. by Michael yeah, Singer. Yeah, yeah. So maybe we can link that up too, because it keeps coming to me like, and I'm like, okay, I hear it. I, 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 you want to come <laughs> through. Like it's, I get it, you know? Yeah. And um, I'm curious because I'm like, what else feels like? The past couple of years, it's like a big surrender experiment. Yeah. Calling for deeper and deeper trust. Yeah. Into that, you know. And again, it's not always comfortable. It's not always oh, pretty. Goodness, no. It's not always fun. I know you come here and you see us and we're cute and right. we're talking and all that. <laughs> um, and but the thing is, I think that we've been conditioned to associate like, oh, if it's not like if it's hard, it's not good. If it's mm. not fun, it's not. I'm not gonna do it. In some of the pro to find the richness of things, sometimes like if you're gonna go on a hike, right, and there's beautiful waterfalls, sometimes it's hard. Doesn't yeah. mean it's always hard, and it doesn't mean it always has to be hard for that richness. But that's just the the contrast and part of life. It could be that's some hard. moments that are hard. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And the depth, right, of feeling, of knowingness, of being, and all of that, and just brings more of that out. So I think that also that's also what we start to rethink of these things as like, oh, this is hard. It must be awful or that. And you're like, you just recognize, okay, this is really hard right now. Let's, let's, let's do this. And that's okay. Yeah. And that's okay. You know, if you can surrender to without resisting it, because once you start resisting the feeling, the fear, the pain, the the whatever, you know, then of course, as we know, it just stays stuck and it gets worse and you know, creates stagnation and all kinds of other things. If we're like, yeah, this is hard. This sucks. This is scary. All right. Come on in. Can I have some tea? We got, can I help you? What can I do for you? Right. Right. right? Is yeah. that roomy poem, the guest yeah. house. We've yep. spoken about it here. Each yep. feeling is a visitor, a new delight. Right. And yes. we'll link, we'll, we'll, we'll copy yeah. that 
got a lot to speak of this episode. Yeah, I know a lot of references and, and things, yeah. and grateful for mm. the ones before us and yes. the ones after us that have really set the path of just yeah. just richness again. Right? Yeah. I guess that I think the episode's going to be called "Richness Something Rich." Some I don't yeah. know. <laughs> it's rich. When we get to the end, I have a I have a proposed practice Ooh. for everybody. Oh, great! Okay, yeah. Let's, mm-hmm. Yeah, let's not forget about that. Don't forget that. Yeah. Mm, or even well, I'm, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say it right now. So we yeah, don't say it right now. So well, 22, perfect timing. So um, every day when you wake up, okay, when you start going about your day, find a moment to stop and acknowledge something about your surroundings, about yourself about something you're witnessing at the moment, whatever it is that makes you feel alive. It could be this morning was my, were um, my two cats licking each other and just loving <laughs> each other. And I just took a moment and that's the practice. And you just say, mm, how lucky am I that I get to be this rich? Mm. And oftentimes people think about rich as in money, but it's richness of life, richness of experiences, richness of depth. Richness of perception, yeah. richness of interaction, of relating, of knowing, of feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it can be something beautiful that you see, or even it can be something that you're going through that's just deep. How lucky am I that mm-hmm. I get to be this rich? Yeah. Even if yeah, like life you changes said, for you. Yeah. Even if it is the pain or something that mm-hmm. it can mm-hmm. still be so deep and so rich and so whole. Yeah. Like that thing that you're recognizing as rich, can you see it as wholeness, part of the wholeness of you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's our invitation. That's Take it end. as a practice and, and do, yeah. do it every day and see how sure. life and perceptions change and how you become more inviting, you know, to everything because you recognize the richness of it. And so you start resisting less yeah. and there's more fluidity and more, you know, flow. Mm-hmm. And if there's something in your life, this is just coming now that you think you can't do, or you don't have permission to do, I guess is a better way to say it. Explore that. What is it you yeah. think you don't have permission to do? And what are the other possibilities there that you're sourcing from inside? You know, that you're going, hmm, what else, what else is possible here? Even if every single person in the world says, no, you can't do that. Yeah. And before we end, the PSA for the day is the systems are obsolete. They are crumbling. And it's exciting. It is so <laughs> exciting. It's going to be bumpy for a while. But, but it's okay because we're it's okay. together. We have each other. We've got. A lot of resources, you know, Liz and I are both resources. Our podcast is a resource. Go on our website, thesourceconnection.us. Um, we're also both mentors for something called uh, COVID Positive News, CPN. You can find that on Telegram. Lots of resources there. Get involved. Um, and what is it you're, you want to create? You're creating. It's being called Parallel Systems now, but, you know, we don't even, do we need to put the word system on it? I mean, yeah, there could be some systems there, but. Just what is, what is it? What is it that, that you just are excited about? Even if you have no idea 
what it would look like. We're finding new ways. There's no yes. other way but to find new ways. New ways. There's no roadmap for it, and nope. we're doing it. We are the road. <laughs> and to and we've done this. Yes. I don't know if we did this before here, but um, Tara brought a song to our Patreon one time, and it oh, was... Yeah. It was, you don't have to know the way, the way knows the, the way. way knows so there's the way. something bigger trying to emerge. There's something bigger emerging, I will say that. Yes. How much do we allow for it? It's up to us. How much we resist it because we're scared, because that's, this is all we know. But when we know something, it's not for the benefit of all. We're coming to a time where there's no more space for it. And so just yes. how it is. <laughs> the way you don't have to know the way the way yeah. knows the way <laughs> thank you for being here Thanks today everyone. and we'll see you next time yes <laughs> big, big love mm-hmm.